Hello, and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to podcast number three. And today I wanted to share with you a story, and it's a story about change. And I think it's important that we spend a little time here early in these podcasts to talk about change and the process of change, because I think so many of you guys have a feeling or a want for change in your relationship, in your life, and how you're feeling. And for me, that has been something that's really been interesting for me is is the idea of change and the process of change. And I remember vividly one uh, lesson in my grad school around change and this idea of first order versus second order change and how uh, it was described to me in this way that first order change is like where you get your son to put on a jacket when it's cold out and he puts a jacket on. Uh, but second order change is where your, your son be begins to want to put the jacket on without you having to tell him. And that's more of an intrinsic change that happens within him. Uh, and he, and he develops this, this just natural change within him that allows for him to want to put that jacket on and you no longer have to implement that change on your end. And, and it was just fascinating, fascinating to me to think about that. And then as I have developed this podcast and I began interviewing people, I, I really thought that so many of these conversations would inspire change and allow for people to uh, be more intentional in their relationships. Uh, But I also know that change is so difficult, especially to get to that second order change where it becomes ingrained in you. It becomes something that takes no effort where it it's something that comes within you and it's, it's not something that you're trying to apply to you. Uh, And, and so uh, I thought that maybe I would just share a story with you around how change has occurred in my life, um, but also within this is a message of of how we need to commit to this process uh, to get something to go from a way we have been to a new way of being, uh, and that's that's really what this story is about. So uh, the story starts kind of, and it's inspired by the conversation I had in our last with our last podcast guest, my parents, um, and, and my parents are great. They, they gave a a real glowing light of, of who I am. At least that's what I felt. I thought that they were very generous in, in my character and who I am. Uh, but I know that there were times in, in my childhood and I'm sure if I asked them directly, they would, they would talk about these, but I, I didn't know that I wanted to put them in that position, uh, and and really, I don't feel like um, it, it's something that they would enjoy just talking about uh, with me, because because they they do see a lot of those po- positive qualities, and I know for me as a parent, it's not something that I would want to talk about with my children and just dwell a lot on is uh, is all these these struggles that I might have had with them. So. Um, because of that, I didn't go into a lot of uh, deep conversation around that, and and I hope you guys and and they understand. Uh, but I will share with you here just kind of uh, some of those more difficult moments that I think we both experienced them as parents and, and me as as a child. Um, and I remember, uh, I remember 
uh, a moment in the basement of, of our house there in Kokato uh, where my mom kind of sat me down and she's like, what is happening within you? Um, she, she could tell like something must be happening for you. Um, and she asked me that. And, and as a kid, I, I probably didn't have language to really share, but I know that she took that time to sit down and talk with me because some of the behaviors that she was seeing out of me uh, were were probably concerning, and I was I was a real challenge behaviorally with with my other siblings, especially I know my younger brothers, I had two brothers under me that um, that my behavior towards them was was you know, mean and, and, uh, harsh and, and, uh, wasn't, wasn't nice at all. And, and often would create distress in the home. But I also know in that same time, I was becoming very perceptive of other relationships. And I could see when, when, uh, like other siblings or my parents or whatever would be in conflict or having some issues. Uh, and I could see even like disappointment and I did not like disappointment coming back towards me. And, uh, and I think even in this time, I was really trying to understand how safe my relationships were. And I, I grew up in a, in a very loving home. I would say a very safe, secure home. There was, there was a lot of care and attention and, uh, in many ways, a, a very, I would say normal home. I didn't feel like there was, there was any real danger to me. And yet the child brain is designed in a way that it's always looking to determine its, its safety within relationship from even a a young baby. We can see how through attachment, we're just trying to understand the safety of our relationships. And for me, I know that was probably what was going on was that type of a, an experience where I was trying to understand uh, the, the strength and the safety of my relationships and uh, just how far I could go before maybe they would have enough of me. And I went a long ways and my parents just continued to care and continued to be consistent, continued to be loving, continued to just be there. And like I said last week, they were very consistent caregivers and always showed me love and and care. And I think that has been very impactful for me. Even when I was, I was agitating these relationships to try understand uh, how how strong they were and and how uh, secure they were so in that time was becoming very perceptive I did not like disappointment at me and when I felt disappointment I was really good about trying to like make up and uh, I remember many times kind of going even when I saw my parents like disappointed in other people uh, or sad or upset I would go and I would try repair our relationship I would go and ask for forgiveness or I was I'd apologize I would hug uh, my parents and um, really try to reassure myself that I was in good standing with them. And so I I have seen how throughout my whole life, I've wanted people to be happy with me and I've wanted to be desired and wanted. And, and I know that I was, and yet that brain that was young was just trying to understand the world. And it, it developed this kind of awareness and this kind of a thought process. And this thought process has gone, gone with me through my whole life. I, I know during that time in my childhood, it was showing up there. And then as I grew up, I was also, uh, had similar experiences with my, with my friends and then into my relationship with Kelsey. 
So I married Kelsey at the age of 19. She was just about 19. She was like a month away from it. Uh, so we were both pretty young and I didn't really have language for this whole process yet. Uh, a lot of the language that I talk about my experience now comes in light of a lot of the things that I've learned around attachment theory and, and relationships and the work that I do today. And it's just given me a, a robust language to, to use, to share about my experience. And, and I know that oftentimes a lot of people don't have the language to share that type of an inner emotional experience. And that's why a lot of times when you ask like someone like, what are you feeling? They're like, I don't know, because I, I think that's true. They don't know what they're feeling, but oftentimes as they read about these things or as they hear about it, or if they're uh, working with me and, and we start to go down that path, the language comes to them and, and they really connect with that type of an experience. So went into my marriage with Kelsey and again, I almost went back to like my childhood in that relationship. I had this relationship that was really important to me. And there were times where I would perceive that Kelsey was disappointed in me. And, and I would go back to even that behavior that I did at, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. Uh, and I would begin to agitate the relationship. I would shut down. I would withdraw. I would, I would say things that I knew could, could be hurtful. And again, it was me in my, in my very weak way, in my very poor way, but in a very common way, trying to see like, do I have a strong relationship here with Kelsey? And, um, and so I'd, I'd create this chaos in my marriage all the time. And I knew a lot of the conflict that we experienced during our marriage was because of my insecurities and I didn't know how to fix it. So I tried to communicate, start to communicate this stuff to Kelsey. And, and I thought that maybe she could help me feel better. Maybe she could change and, and, and respond differently and even behave differently. So she wouldn't activate me and then I could feel better. And I talk about this being like my recipe. Like I created this recipe to like make me better. And I put it into Kelsey's hands and I, and I kind of asked her to follow this recipe so I can feel better. And to be honest, Kelsey has a, a, a great heart. She was not very good at following the recipe. And my recipe was like so complicated and nuanced that even when I would tell her exactly how to do something, if it was just a little bit off, then it didn't really work. And uh, it just wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't helpful. So then I was like, okay, so I need to figure out how to break this pattern. And, and when I got into those kind of moods, I could just see how the wheels would come off in our relationship. And, and it just put a lot of the responsibility back on me. Like I got to figure this out. So I thought then, okay, well, maybe if I just like change some of the circumstances in our relationship, then things would get better. So, um, what I tried to do is like, I tried to get more intentional and, and set up dates and set up trips. And, uh, and I've shared in a lot of my content and things like early in our relationship, uh, I, I struggled with pornography use. And I thought maybe if I like, didn't have that as a secret and I came open with that, then, then that would change my internal dialogue and my internal feeling. And a lot of these things helped. They really did. They, they helped reassure me and, and being transparent and, and knowing that Kelsey knew who I was and still loved me was so, so powerful. And yet, uh, 
and and yet there is still this voice in my mind in my head that would respond to just little little instances of Kelsey's disappointment or Kelsey's uh lack of attention and would would shut down and withdraw and pull away and do all these things. So even changing some of those circumstances wasn't helping and uh I was getting really frustrated at at this point. And so it all kind of led me to this piece where I had to figure out how to change my thought process. Like I couldn't change the circumstances. I couldn't get Kelsey to change, to be the person that I needed her to be needed being in quotes, her to be, so I could feel better. And so I began to realize that I had this negative thought process that I somehow had to overcome to be able to create more stability in my relationship. And that was what I craved. I craved stability. I didn't want this like up and down, up and down all the time. And that kind of began my journey to intentional change. So I started listening to podcasts. I started reading books. I started getting like my own training uh, within the field of therapy and, and life coaching and relationship coaching. And all of that began to lead me to beginning to realize how my brain was working. And I began to realize like my brain was working very well. It, it wasn't, there's was nothing wrong going on here that my brain uh, had developed ways of staying safe, of, of uh, understanding my relationships. And all of those things uh, were there to keep me safe. And, and I was doing them very effectively, very well. And yet, Maybe it was like, I like to think of it as like outdated software. It helped me during like my childhood and, and many of those years, um, but it, it was old software and I had to begin the process of, of downloading new software. And so I think it's important to note that during this time, Kelsey was very stable. She was just a, a very caring, constant, remaining uh, force in my life. Like every time I agitated her, every time I pushed against her, every time I challenged like her love or care for me, uh, she just stood there and, and reassured me and reaffirmed that she does care. She loves me. She wants this to work. And th that was so, so powerful. I can't undermine the power of, of that. And, and I'm so aware that we have the ability to regulate other people in a relationship. The problem comes when we depend on someone regulating us and someone making us feel better. Uh, it puts us in a very stuck place. And, and that's the work that we do here uh, at Pivotal Approach is, is just recognizing like, what are the parts that you can manage and what are the parts that you play in this and how can you show up in a way that gets you to the places that you want to be within your relationship. So going back to just recognizing how my brain was working well, my brain was working right. We have this giant computer that runs around on our shoulders. That's more powerful than any other computer on the, in the world, a uh, man-made computer. And it's just, sometimes I think we underestimate it that uh, we would want to just like snap our fingers and be able to like change. Like if I could snap my fingers and, and quit sugar today, I think I would, but uh, I find that my brain just, it likes sugar. It goes back to it. I have to work really hard to come away from that habit, which is consuming sugar in my life. Um, and, and so no matter what you're trying to change with your brain, it's going to require commitment. It's going to require a lot of energy and and some intention to change. And, and that's where I got to. So when I got to that place, I was like, all right, so what is it then that I need to change? And I recognized that it was, I like to call it my stinking thinking that was really getting in the way. And it was a stinking thinking that sometimes I thought, 
you know, other people didn't like me, even though they did. And other people thought I was a problem and other people thought that I was too much and other people thought I was too OTT and all this kind of thought process that seemed really helpful for me, but was getting in the way of my relationships, which is exactly counterintuitive to what I was wanting. I was wanting more connection. I was wanting more relationships. So my brain thought I was, it was keeping me safe and it wasn't. And I began to recognize that. I began to realize that. I began to practice new ways of thinking. I began to share these things with Kelsey. I began to talk about from a very vulnerable space, the things that I want from her, things that like feel ishy for me to even say out loud, especially at first, which is like, I wanted her to see me as like amazing as like Superman. I wanted her to really think that I was dependable and trustworthy and responsible. And these things were like so close to me that when I felt like they weren't coming, I thought that she would maybe, uh, you know, move away from me because those things weren't present. And the truth was like, she saw, she, she had that experience towards me. And there were some things within her that were really important for her that she maybe wasn't feeling. And that was like care and attention and, um, help and support and understanding and being connected. And those things, when they weren't happening, became hard for her to manage within herself. And, and she would react and respond to those things that then would cause a, a, a reaction and a response within me. And we began to figure out our cycle. And the cycle is something that I talk a lot about in my work. Um, and, and in that way, we began this process of changing the way I had been thinking for 25 plus years. I had those, like, if you can picture like those wagon wheel tracks in the, in the earth, they were feet deep. And, and to get that wagon to go outside of those tracks took a lot of effort and a lot of work. And, as time went on, when the wagon would get anywhere near those tracks again, I'd kind of just drop back into those old ways of thinking. And it's still something that I intentionally have to do to stay away from those old ways of thinking. And oftentimes I find myself back in them, but I now have tools that allow me to get out of those tracks and get back onto this new way of thinking that gets me to a much better place of connection. So those neural pathways that I had, and have are well-trodden 25 years in the making, but we have neuroplasticity and we do have the ability to change the way that we're thinking. And when we can do that, we can change the way that we respond in these relationships and we can bring and invite in more of that connection, more of that, uh, attention and support and care and, and things that we're looking for from relationships. So I think it's really powerful and it's taken a lot of effort and energy and commitment to change the ways that I naturally have thought about myself and kind of those stock ways of thinking uh, that were in my brain all the way from an early child. And I've had to create experiences and practice and focus on this work to believe new ideas and to have new thoughts and really embrace some of these things and recognize how as I'm able to take these new thoughts from new experiences and new ways of thinking, I've been able to uh, get to a much better place within the relationships that I have in my life. And so that has created then some, uh, I guess, just natural desire to go back to those same actions or same behaviors. And so then when I do become stressed, I do become hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Uh, that's the time where I can slip back into my old ways, but knowing that, okay, these other ways that take a little bit more energy that are a little bit more difficult to do, do get me to a better response. I can make that. And I know that as time goes on and the more I do it, 
the less energy and the more likely I am just going to naturally do that. So on this podcast, I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. I do these things on Mondays because I like the idea that we would at the beginning of the week, look to be more intentional in our relationships. And today I wanted to highlight that the relationship that we can be the most intentional with, that we uh, can have the most effect on is the relationship that we have on ourselves and the relationship that we have with ourselves. And if we can do that, if we can strengthen that, if we can make that stronger, the ability to affect a whole bunch of relationships around us is is so great. And it's going to require commitment. It's going to require energy. Your brain is going to want to hold on to the old ways of thinking and believing. I know that. But as you work to understand that you don't have to believe everything your brain tells you, then you can open yourselves up and increase your capacity to love and to feel love. And that's like the best thing you can do for all the relationships that you have around you. You are able to take the love that is there in them from them. And really, if you think about it, that's the best feeling for everyone that you are able to feel the love that I'm giving to you, that you're able to feel the love that other people are giving to you. That's what they want you to feel. And, and they feel good when you can feel their love that they're offering and don't you feel so good when you have that capacity to receive all the love that is is there for you so become intentional with your relationships and don't forget about the relationship that you have with yourself this has been the fighting for connection podcast if you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com and become the difference you need in your relationship.